0: A wild first round, full of surprises, some picks that we couldn't possibly have anticipated ends with the Cincinnati Bengals picking Miles Murphy. Let's break down the first round and the newest Cincinnati Bengal. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals Podcast. The first round is in the books, and as promised, we have you covered here on Lockdown Bengals, covering your team every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can subscribe to this show on YouTube. You can follow anywhere you get your podcasts. So you can become an everydayer or a first listener, making us your first listener of today of the day. And today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. In the spirit of the draft, if you think you can do better As a GM of an NFL franchise, this is the game for you. You can check it out at ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the App Store. James, let's jump into it. The Bengals pick Miles Murphy with the 28th pick in the NFL draft. And believe it or not, according to Arif Hassan's consensus board, they get the biggest steal of the first round. According to consensus, according to all the boards that Arifus on tracks and puts together and get the consensus rankings of guys, the biggest steal, actually just a little bit better than Nolan Smith, who goes just one pick later. So according to consensus, the Bengals get a steal here. But the way the first round goes, you wonder if this was the ideal scenario. It was certainly one that they prepared for given the top 30 visit. We'll talk about the fit and all those things. But what a wild first round.
1: It was insane. It was insane. And did you introduce us, by the way? Did I? He's Jake Lisko. I'm James Rapine. I'm not sure if you did or not, but just in case, there's any new listeners that don't know who the hell we are. Now they do. Um, th- that said, yeah, I uh, I didn't anticipate Jameer Gibbs, who I thought was kind of the Bengals' fallback plan, going 12 to the Lions. You know, that's uh, that's something no one had on their bingo card: two running backs in the top 12 before any receivers. And then the corners were waiting, and then there was like a, a second where people were like, oh, well, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and then he went off the board, and then every receiver went off the board, and Will Levis is still eating bananas as we speak with the peel on them. And I, I literally said I wouldn't draft him. He would fall an entire round because of that and, and because he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. And, well, guess what? He fell around because of that. Uh, maybe it's not because of that, but you catch my point. It was a, it was a weird first round. It was unique. And yet I think the Bengals were pretty comfortable for most of it. I wasn't because I had three guys, and two of them were gone by pick 16, which, again, is not that shocking. It's just the two that were gone. And then the third and Dalton Kincaid went. But the Miles Murphy pick, it makes sense. Like, I I can't rip it. Like, look, it's a passing league. The Bengals are in the AFC with a bunch of great quarterbacks. They couldn't get after Mahomes last year when it mattered. And they got a guy who's 21 years old, did produce some in all three years. He was at Clemson and they believe he can turn into something more, had a good pre-draft process. They met with him. Uh, Certainly the, the injury aspect of it, health-wise, they were able to to take a closer look that way. I, I just, I think they, they had him much higher on their board than the 28th pick. And my question is, is how much higher? Because one thing Dan Hord pointed out this week is Dax Hill was 11th on their board last year, and we knew he was pretty high on their board. They get him at 31. I don't think that Miles Murphy is necessarily in their top 11 on their board this year, but I'd be willing to bet he was in their top 20. And and so I, I think they were really confident and, and comfortable with the pick, and that's why I think it was the quickest decision in the first round. By the way, yeah, they were on the clock, and then boom, the pick was in. And I'll be honest with you, Jake. Within and I had the the Miles Murphy story written, in, uh, along with multiple others. I'm not saying that was the only one written. I I pressed publish, posted it on social, walked into the the news conference room, and Zach Taylor and Louie Arumo were two or three minutes down the hall, and they were in there and they were talking about it. So it was was a very quick process for the Bengals.
0: Lou Anarimo getting another one of his guys, another guy for that defensive line rotation, and that's a fit, right? They get the premium position with their premium pick, their first-round pick, instead of picking the local guy, Michael Mayer at tight end, who we tried to kind of paint this picture where there was a scenario where they were going to be comfortable passing on Michael Mayer a because of the comments about just feeling comfortable with what they had in the tight end room and B he just doesn't check every box this is a team that really values athleticism and at least they have in the draft they've picked guys generally speaking who have tested well and Michael Mayer tested okay but didn't quite check that box and is playing tight end, which is a position that we know has some transition time to the NFL. And in most cases, anyway, maybe not for Michael Mayer. We'll see. We'll see where he ends up getting picked. He didn't get picked in the first round. But I know a lot of Bengals fans were upset that they didn't go for the local guy at a position that is a position of need in tight end. You know, Mm -hmm. they could stand to get better there. They also don't draft Joey Porter, who's probably the other player considered as one of the better players available, at least by consensus, with this pick. And I've been running with a bit of a conspiracy theory, James, that he just wasn't on their board due to his lineage. And and that's not fair to him as a player, but there cannot be a worse relationship than the one between Joey Porter Sr. and the Cincinnati Bengals as far as NFL parents.
1: I totally agree with that part. I also had that story written, right, of Joey Porter and – Coming to, to Cincinnati, and, and I'm glad in a way, but I think the Bengals wanted to add a corner. I think that's the other part of this that, that is interesting as we get into it. And, and they were defense. There were a couple of guys that would, would have made them not go defense. Mm-hmm. They weren't taking an offensive tackle in round one. It, clearly, the board was not going to fall that way, and I think they knew it. And Dewan Jones, by the way, we told you, not round one. We tried to be pretty clear about that and we can get into the round two stuff later, but it was defensive line cornerback. Those were the two positions. And was there a tight end here? Yeah, there was probably one Dalton Kincaid Darnell Washington wasn't in the mix. I don't think he was like second on their board. I don't think Michael Mayer made it really tough for them. Like we said, they got that pick in pretty quickly and, uh, and, and so we'll see, but, the, the Bengals that they stuck to their board. I'm not shocked it was defense. We talked about Miles Murphy. I don't think part of the reason why you can't give a guy like this too much love during the pre-draft process is because there's only so much you're going to say about each each defensive end. <laughs> and we had to discuss a lot of different players and a lot of different options. But I think you and I both both knew that this was a realistic option for them. It's not something I mocked. I think we were both Clearly, optimistic in our mocks with our guys going in the top sixteen that we did mock, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think they got a good player, and and so like my instant react, like if I had to give it a grade, and I, the grades are silly, but I would, I, I don't think it's an A plus, I don't think it's a grand slam, but I think it's BB plus. B+, I think it's a really solid pick, and it feels good, and you know, we'll see if it works out. But there's there's nothing negative about it, and in passing on Michael Mayer doesn't bother me, especially because they had a guy and Miles Murphy ranked much higher.
0: And there are five tight ends still available. And we're going to talk about round two and the way that things can go. We'll talk about that to finish the show. We still have to talk about Miles Murphy, the player, Miles Murphy, the fit. Uh, We we spend a lot of time talking about that. We'll do that. Talk about the player himself and what he will bring to the Bengals. We'll do that coming up next. Today's episode of locked on Bengals brought to you by ultimate football GM. We mentioned it at at the top of the show. And if you want to be the GM and make a different decision, when faced with the local kid at tight end or the edge rusher who was a five-star recruit coming out and just didn't quite have the production that you would like to see from him that would have seen him picked much higher well ultimate football gm lets you make those decisions lets you pick your coaches lets you pick your scheme lets you pick your free agents make your picks in the draft after duty doing your scouting and it's 100 percent free can play it offline you're going to get a free boost to your franchise if you sign up and use promo code locked on in all cats again that's ultimate football gm for a realistic game world where you manage your own football team ultimate-gm.com to look it up or find it in the app store and use promo code locked on in all cats for that boost that 100 percent boost to your franchise ultimate football gm start your dynasty today
1: Today's show is also brought to you by Schultz & Sons. We love Schultz & Sons, the best jeweler in the Cincinnati area. And by the way, did you know 1.6% of college players are drafted into the NFL? And Miles Murphy joined that elite club on Thursday night. Well, just 5% of jewelry stores are AGS certified. And well, Schultz & Sons is one of them. They are elite as well, choosing the right pieces of jewelry. It's like trying to find the right draft pick 28th overall, where you spend months and months and months. Well, Schultz and sons can make it much, much easier can make the the entire process, analyze it for you, make sure they've find the right fit for you and do the work for you, whether it's a custom piece, whether it's something they have ready to go for you, you're going to find the right piece of jewelry at Schultz and sons. And, you know, I, I, talked with Matt. I've hung out with Matt Schultz and he's a huge Bengals fan by the way, so I'm going to have to get his take on the Miles Murphy pick, but at the same time, you're talking about a family-owned company that has been in this area for more than 50 years and They're really close to downtown Cincinnati, just five minutes into northern Kentucky. You take that Fort Mitchell exit off of I-7175, and you're essentially in their parking lot. So make sure you check out Schultz & Sons today. Stop by. Tell them you're a Bengals fan. Tell them what you think about the Miles Murphy pick and that you're a locked-on Bengals listener. And make sure you check them out online at SchultzDiamonds.com. That's S-C-H-U-L-Z-Diamonds.com. And remember, when it has to be perfect, it has to be Schultz and Sons.
0: Let's talk about who Miles Murphy is. The newest Cincinnati Bengal drafted 28th overall in the 2023 draft comes from Clemson. Of course, everybody knows that was a five-star recruit was the number one strong side defensive end recruit when he came in to Clemson, the number two recruit in Georgia behind uh, tight end, Eric Gilbert and ahead of second, sorry, third overall pick Will Anderson in his high school class anything you read about miles murphy and as soon as you turn on miles murphy his athleticism his burst his explosion his speed to power will pop out at you he has a prototypical build for a three-point stance defensive end a 4-3 defensive end uh can kick inside a little bit 6 270 maybe plays 275 comes with a little bit of of refinement and work to do in terms of developing pass rush moves, a pass rush plan, pass rushing technique and efficiency, but does come to the NFL with at least a move. He's not Rashawn Gary entirely out there where he's just a bundle of of athleticism that you need to mold into a pass rusher and an NFL player. Very productive as well as a run defender. And with the toolkit, what you get is if he hits potentially elite, elite player at a very, very valuable position. And the Bengals have a ton of money tied up in the defensive end position, a ton of resources tied up on the defensive line in general. This is a spot where looking toward the future, they needed to get cheaper. They needed to get younger. They needed to have a future on the defensive line. And not only that, in terms of the 2023 impact, which I think is what a lot of people are curious about in the Super Bowl window, Sam Hubbard played a ton last year. Mm -hmm. BJ Hill played a ton last year. When Trey Hendrickson wasn't on the field last year, the Bengals' pass rush fell off. It didn't evaporate entirely, but it wasn't as good as when Trey Mm -hmm. Hendrickson was on the field. Miles Murphy gives you the potential to have some juice when Trey Hendrickson isn't on the field and to give those guys some additional rest and improve the rotation and thus improve the quality of the defensive line in general Does have work to do. Don't get me wrong, but the potential for the future and even for twenty twenty three is there, and that's the the bull case if you want to make one for Miles Murphy.
1: Well, the Bengals couldn't get after Patrick Mahomes, like they just they couldn't, and when they needed to. I mean, think about going into that AFC title game. He's dealing with the foot issue, and all of those things. But Trey Hendrickson was dealing with the wrist and was. Wasn't the same guy, really, after coming back from the wrist. I, 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 he may hate me saying that, but he he just wasn't. It didn't seem like he was as effective. They need someone else that can do that. They, they don't really have it. Like, B.J. Hill's solid, but they missed those Larry Ogunjobi splash plays last year, pass rush-wise. The sack production was clearly down. Sam Hubbard can certainly be a disruptor and played great last year. But you need more. You need another guy. And and so that's why I I can't rep like even if even if you didn't know anything about Miles Murphy, and you're you are put in a a chamber from the AFC Championship game to now, and I said, all right, the Bengals just drafted a 21 year old defensive end that had 17 and a half career sacks in three years, and there is a chance that he could be a really really good pass rusher at some point, but this year he's going to help their pass rush and be part of the rotation and be an instant contributor, which is the, the words that Luana Romo used. I think a lot of people would be in. It's just some were shocked by who was there and all all of those things. But yeah, I think miles Murphy fits right away. I think it's interesting that Luana Rumo said he had some position flex where he could move him inside and outside. I wonder how much of that he, he truly believes in. I also wonder this, Sam Hubbard got that contract. And uh, he's played outside and was playing really well outside last year. You kick him inside a little bit more. Do you go that route with him and you let Miles Murphy rush? I like the idea of that. Sounds good, at least on paper. I don't know where Murphy is exactly, but that might work. That might be something that they could explore. So I, I think it does give them options, and, I, and that is one of them. Where You want to talk about getting him on the field? Well, maybe it's that. Maybe it's 94 playing inside a little bit more because I don't think it's it was as common last year.
0: Gives you a NASCAR package if you want Ooh. to get Osai and Ooh. Hendrickson and keep Hubbard on the field and get your 21-year-old with insane burst and who ran a four-five-three by the way at 270 pounds that's at Jake Speed with a one-five-nine split in Miles Murphy onto the field. I mean that, that's a sub package for you, but also yeah. he can play base downs like if you if you want a three down defender and, and maybe you like Nolan Smith better as a pass rusher right although i would say that Nolan Smith also has some work to do in terms of you know the production profile who there's no production
1: with. that that that's the part that i was like cuz a lot of people are saying that but i'm like man he's really light and i had an article for Nolan Smith too mm-hmm. he was really light it was like pick 24 on i had to have guys ready to go right uh, <laughs> he was uh, he's really light and he didn't produce. I just it didn't line up to me. I had to be ready for the the circumstance, but I get why they didn't take him. Yeah.
0: So anyway, gives you that option as a, as the NASCAR package, and then yeah, he, he's a, he's a good run defender. He's already a plus run defender. So like if that's his his floor, is plus run defender, solid pass rusher. Like if his floor is Sam Hubbard, who really hit as a third round pick to become what he's become, you. You're pretty happy with that as a football player. Maybe you want a little bit more as a first-round edge rusher. I don't know. But the the potential is very tantalizing here. And the way the first round went with the corners that were not available to pick, the weapons that were not available to pick, Darnell Wright got picked, what, 10th to the Bears, was it? 10th. 10th. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get a tackle. That scenario, and even if they were looking at tackle, the last one that was picked in the first round and the last one that was probably worthy of a first round pick, Anton Harrison, went one pick earlier. So, where it's hard to fault them is in that they got a crazy explosive athlete with good size, with good length, with a solid profile, just and he produced missing the high end production. Yeah, he produced it, just wasn't wasn't production. At the, yeah, wasn't dominant. And if it was dominant, he wouldn't have been. He'd
1: be, he'd be top ten. Yeah, he, exactly. He, I, you know, if if he had fourteen sacks last year, or or eighteen tackles for loss last year, you know, something crazy. Well, yeah, then he'd he'd have been he'd long. Be Will gone. Anderson. He'd, he'd be better than Will Anderson. D- correct. And and I, I get it. I mean, I I like so was I in love with the Clemson guys and I kind of grouped them together, but I, I can say it, especially now that they're not taking Brazil, uh, this would have been the pick out of the two. And so I think they got that right. And they need more juice on the defensive line. I just, so I, that's what I come back to. And I, I just want to hammer that home. Cause I think a lot of people, I haven't even looked at messages or anything like that. I, I think a lot of people were kind of, I don't, I don't want to say shocked, but just kind of like, Oh, that's what you did. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's what they did. And, and it, it could be a really, really good pick.
0: If it hits, you're talking about potentially a, a really, really good player here. And he's 21. They got like one of the 10, 21-year-olds in the draft. This is an yep. old draft class.
1: I, I asked them about that. I asked them about that. And that, that was certainly on their radar. The other thing, it's not just if he hits. I think he has a pretty high floor. Yeah, I, I mentioned I, that. I, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, So you, you're talking about young, high ceiling but it's not like it's high ceiling roll the dice and he may be out of the league in two years. Like you feel really good that he can be productive throughout his rookie deal.
0: Even if he's not like a 10 sack guy, he can still be
1: a solid contributing
0: football player, which at the end of the first round, given their other choices, that's kind of the ballpark they were playing in. I'm not sure that there was a a really exciting alternative. It was kind of like, okay, what are they going to get here that we're okay with at the end of the first round? But let's talk about what could be exciting on day two in the second round, in the third round, the direction the Bengals go from here. We'll finish up the show there. And reset for day two coming up next.
1: Could you call him the Michael Mayer of defensive ends? You can answer that question, but first a word from Bilt Bar because, well, we don't have to talk about Miles Murphy needing to put on weight because he's got the size. He's got the the speed that you're looking for, the athleticism, to be a disruptive force on the edge against opponents, and Well, you don't want hunger to get in the way of your day or be a disruptive force in your day, and that's why you got to get Built Bar. (laughs) You see how I did that? Built Bars are the number one protein bar on the planet, high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories. And so whether you just want a midday snack, whether you need a protein punch before the gym, maybe after the gym, or maybe during the draft, you need to get Built Bars in your life. They're covered in 100% real dark chocolate, like I said, low sugar, high protein, low calories, and you can get them at any Walmart, any Sam's Club, a 13-bar box at Sam's Club. So not only are you saving money there by getting more bars, but you have more uh, at your disposal. Or get every single flavor they have at Built.com. It's the number one protein bar on the planet, Built.com. Let's take a look
0: at day two. There's still some exciting guys that the Bengals could pick. In the six, it, it, uh, pick number sixty in the second round here.
1: Let's- can I just say? Can I just say real quick? I think, but just before we dive in, as weird as round one was, needs wise. All right, so they have the defensive end. By the way, first time they've picked a, a defensive end since, or a defensive lineman since '01. Mm-hmm. Just to uh, hammer that point home. Cornerback, tight end, running back. Okay, all of the tight ends are still there that you could have imagined would be there and a lot of corners are still there that you were hoping to be there. It's not like cam Smith went right. It's not like DJ Turner went. So you feel, I think you feel pretty good about, uh, about where they're at and we can get into specific names, but like just looking at the needs, this was a, this is a pretty good day. I would say to set up round two and three.
0: Yeah. First round kind of chalky overall. In terms of the players you expected to be picked like the guys that didn't get picked that you expected to be picked in the first round are joey porter jr michael mayer will levis and, end of list will levis yeah end of list maybe hendon hooker depending on who you are but mm-hmm. i don't know
1: if i ever bought i that. never bought that but it was weird that there was that much smoke so i kind of bought it if that maybe, makes sense
0: maybe you thought osiris torrance would be picked in the first round he was not picked in the first round
1: some people thought Darnell Washington. We didn't, of course. Keyon Brian Branch. White. Brian Branch.
0: Brian Branch. But like that also isn't that surprising. No, it's like, not. A- every time I went through, and I sent you a few mocks in the last couple of days where I went through every pick in the first round, I had a hard time finding where Brian Branch would go and kind of just forced him somewhere because so many people thought that he would go in the first round. So not, not terribly surprising. Keon White. Was invited to the draft, wasn't picked. So there's another one, I guess. Uh, but in terms I feel of
1: bad for those guys,
0: yeah, Will Levis and, and Keon White just sitting there, yeah, yeah, that's 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 got to be tough. Uh, but but looking at day two, if it is tight end, this is a place where you probably want to do it if you're the Bengals. This is where Sam Laporta, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft will be available to you if you want to pick a tight end. After that, I don't think any of those guys are going to be available to you. I don't think that Michael Mayer is going to get to them at 60. And I'm not convinced that Darnell Washington, uh, if he does get to them, something is wrong. And, and then I wouldn't be surprised to see him fall farther. We'll see. Some team could decide that he's worth the risk. But there's a number of tight ends that are still pretty exciting, a number of corners that can make sense that could get picked in the first half of the second round, who knows. But who are the guys that excite you the most, James, for, for round two? Let's start there.
1: Well, let's start with the biggest guy in the draft, Dewan Jones. Mm. It, it, it's funny. I, I just said corner, tight end, running back. I think Dewan Jones has a shot, and maybe I'm crazy. Maybe he goes pick 35. But if he gets there, I think they're going to be mighty, mighty tempted regardless of what tight end is there, even if all of them were there. Even if all the tight ends were there, mm. I think they would at least have a real conversation man, can't find six eight three seventy four on trees. Most trees aren't that size, and, and so Dewan Jones has me excited. These tight ends, part of my mock, and clearly both of our first round mocks sucked. And so I'm sorry, I had no idea Jameer Gibbs was going to go six or twelfth. Uh, it's just unbelievable. I, I did have an idea that Emmanuel Forbes would go 16th. We, just, we did, like... and we prefaced it with that that it was yeah. it, it might have been a little far fetched. So that, no, that's fine. But I was hopeful. I had Sam Laporta at sixty. You did too. My logic there wasn't necessarily that Laporta would be there. I'm like, eh, that could be the guy, but one of these like next bucket of tight ends. And so, a lot of people had Darnell Washington and Michael Mayer in the first bucket. The Bengals didn't, and clearly NFL teams didn't. And the first tight end was taken with you know the 25th pick, but. How far do those guys fall? Because the farther they fall, it opens things up for a Luke Musgrave, Sam Laporta, Tucker Craft, one of them getting to 60. And so I think pick 60, if I just had to hone in on it, you're thinking tight end, cornerback, one of these corners could be there, or Dewan Jones. And unless I'm really missing something, I think we've kind of narrowed it down to about 10 to 12 players barring someone really unforeseen falling or being there that the Bengals don't expect. It's kind of where I'm at. And maybe I'm missing a guy or two that you're thinking of.
0: Uh, the Tennessee wide receiver, Jalen Hyatt.
1: Interesting. That one would be interesting at, at at 60 if he does fall. Yeah, And I, and like I
0: don't him. expect him to. But what you're rooting for at this point is like a massive run on defensive linemen. And maybe interior offensive linemen, but like
1: there's some guys. There's some mid- guys. Torrance, Osiris, Torrance, you mentioned on, on the interior. Steve Vila. Uh, you could have Isaiah Foskey go. You could have. Uh, there's Tully a bunch of a guys, below two. Yeah, a bunch
0: of a bunch of defensive linemen that you're hoping go. The way that we were hoping the quarterbacks and wide receivers and Brian Branch were going to go in the first round. Obviously, Brian Branch probably going to p- be picked here in the second round before the Bengals pick. But yeah, Keanu Keanu Benton, Keon White, we talked about. Isaiah Foskey, Adatome, uh, Adibuare. Yeah, uh, who am I forgetting? B.J. Ojolari. Well, there's, there's a lot of guys on the defensive line that are going well, to get picked.
1: If Adibuare, if somehow fell to sixty, I don't think he would. But
0: there's a chance he does. Like it, it was always he started as like third round tape, and then tested it, better than expected. So, you know, sometimes we overreact to things like athleticism. And when we go back and look at like the January draft boards, we're like, oh yeah, those those are actually pretty close.
1: Derek Hall is the mm-hmm. other one. Yep. Um, good, good, good shop. And and then cornerback wise, I didn't mention Tyreek Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Should definitely mention him. Julius Brent's Cam Smith still be in there. Darius Rush. He might be more of a round three guy, but Darius Rush, maybe not round two. And there is a running back, Jake. There is.
0: And is he going to get picked at like 34 because that's he, what's happening to running backs in this draft? I, see,
1: he, you know how I'm going to take the the Gibbs thing? It's, it's clearly the evaluation was right. Like clearly he's worth, you know.
0: He was going to be picked yeah. in the first round for sure. Was he going to be picked before the Bengals at the Lions
1: didn't pick him? I don't know. Maybe, probably, I guess. I guess. I that was a shock. And did you see their GM, Brad Holmes, just like pounding the table? Like it, it, it looked like me if the Bengals would have landed him. So uh, it, it, that that was surprising. So you're right. Maybe Charbonnet goes, but if he's there at sixty, I think the Bengals would look and say, "Man, we just kind of f- fixed that issue. It's just kind of done." And and I I don't think I could do it. Like I I think that there's going to be like I'm not taking Charbonnet over Dewan Jones. Who you taking? I'm taking DeWan Jones.
0: I think Dewan I, I yeah, I like Dewan Jones. as on tape, I like Dewan Jones more than enough to pick him in the second round. There are a number of corners that I think will be very interesting as well. and yep. and like I said, this is a round to get a tight end if you want to try to get a tight end of the future. It is and, and if it the is. Bengals choose that they want to do that, I think they need to prioritize it in the second round because I don't think any of those guys get there in the
1: third round. let Let's rank them real quick.
0: Who are we ranking? The tight ends. The tight ends.
1: The tight ends. Like this bucket of tight ends. So we're assuming that mayors no, picked. Various. Don't assume. Let's let's rank them. Mayor one.
0: Uh, I think Mayor Laporta Musgrave Craft. Like for 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 the Bengals specifically, not necessarily like for generic team. Oh,
1: okay. So Mayor Laporta Musgrave Craft. Where's Washington?
0: Fifth. Uh, I don't I just I just don't think he's in play for them. Whether it's for medical reasons or other, there's there's a lot of indications that there's some medical concerns with him and so it's yeah. really hard to say. On on tape, yeah. I really like Darnell Washington on tape. I really like what he can do. I really like his upside. So probably goes before Laporta on tape for mm-hmm. me, but like for the Bengals, I don't think he's in play.
1: Yeah, I, I think those are the five, and then it drops. And the Bengals may say, no, it's four, mm-hmm. right? I I don't know. I think Mare and Laporta would be close for them.
0: Could be. They um, like athleticism. They do. Yeah,
1: I, I think that, that would be close. I think Musgrave and Kraft, may, maybe they're in their own tier, and then Washington is there. What would be really interesting is if you're looking at, like, there's a run on some of these corners, and it's Darnell Washington, and you know Jones is picked, and it's like Darnell Washington or Zach Charbonnet, but you feel good about getting a running back later, and Washington is like the last guy because he's got to be ahead of like Luke Schoonmaker for them. But like, come on,
0: depends on the medicals, really. I, based on well, the sure, we've the, seen. the
1: medical part, but like even if they're lower on him, and, and clearly the league is lower than the the public consensus. I I think that uh, at some point is right, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong on that.
0: Consensus but. on Darnell Washington's 34 or 36, depending on the method of your consensus ranking. Like it was always kind of first, second fringe. So I don't know if we necessarily know what consensus is yet.
1: Yeah, but the public, I I think like fans, okay. I mean, we were still getting, come on, you got to take him at 28. There's some big Darnell Washington
0: fans out there. I, I think that would land on Charbonnet. I think they would be very comfortable picking Charbonnet if he's available. Depending on what else happens, of course, like running back and tight end to them probably isn't too terribly different in terms of positional value. So if it's a tie, maybe Charbonnet is just a better prospect at his position for them. So they picked Charbonnet. Do you agree with that? I don't know. It's too late on a on a
1: Thursday night for me to. I'm really I'm putting you to. It's fun. It's interesting. Like I love this. Yeah. It's too late. It's two a.m. Where I am. It's worse for you. I would take DeWan Jones over all of them. Yeah, and I think that's a take. But I don't, I don't care. The, the position Including value tackle. I, I think oh, yeah. that he can play right away. He opens up the possibility for you to
0: trade Jonah yep. if you're comfortable with the potential character concerns, which would be like he didn't weigh in at his pro day, which you know you read the anonymous scout quotes. They're holding that against him. He pulled out of the senior bowl after one day. They're holding that against him. If the Bengals are comfortable with those things and they've had a chance to talk to him and get to know him, worked with Lee Anderson, they have a connection there, then you can be very comfortable with that pick. Uh, corner, though, I think very much in play. Going to be very interesting. Yeah. Next couple um, of rounds here.
1: Zach, Zach Kuntz, another guy I want to mention in round three that I could see if they don't take a tight end. Maybe they're higher on him. Um, I, I don't know for sure. Uh, but I, yeah. I would wait. I, I would wait. If if you don't get one of these guys we mentioned, Yeah, I would probably wait till day three.
0: If you had to bet on a position that you think they will take in the next two rounds, what would it be? You can pick one position for the next two rounds. Cornerback. I agree.
1: Cornerback, for yep. sure. Because it's going to be one of them. They're going to get one at one of those spots. And, um, man, this is fun. Also, Tajay Spears, we'll see what happens with his medicals. He's mm-hmm. the – you – your guy is, is Roshan Johnson, mm-hmm. and I get it. I love it, right? He's going to get picked at like 81 and break your heart. I know. Tajay Spears, he's, he's Jameer gibbs light. I need. I, some I love Tajay gibbs Spears. Light. No, no, I know you do. I know you do. I'm not saying you don't. And I love Ro- Roshan Johnson, but we're going to have our own guys. Yeah. So I'm Spears, you're Johnson. Would be, uh, would be fun <laughs> if they ended up with one of those guys.
0: Consensus, median. I'm Spears, you're Johnson. Cons- <laughs> Consensus median rank, by the way, for Roshan Johnson, 92.5. Where did the Bengals pick in the third round, James? 92? Oh. Where's Spears at? No, I would have to scroll to oh. find... There he is, 80. Oh. Oh, no. Medicals will
1: get him to 92. Medical
0: <laughs> downgrade, but the Bengals are comfortable with it. And it's not something that you need to be concerned about. That's that's well, the hope for Tajay Spears getting to the, the third round pick.
1: Heck, give me... Get, get get to that fourth round pick if we're talking about medical downgrades the bengals are comfortable with no i'm not i don't want to play with your money Tajay. i'm just kidding 92 and, is fine
0: and honestly the bengals tend to be conservative i think when it comes to guys that have injury flags there are a number of examples of this in their history where they were one of the 32 one of the 32 teams who did not pull the trigger on guys yeah. that tumbled with medical medical flags so they don't seem to be one of the teams very comfortable in taking those risks anyway We'll be back tomorrow after the third round with
1: you mock, coverage. You, you don't want to mock the second and third round. Do you want to do that real quick? No, just go. It's okay. We're going to be dead wrong. I'm so not confident in our mocking skills after that. I was, I felt pretty good going into the draft. Two people
0: Forget nailed Miles Murphy. Shout out John Sharon. Shout out Jay Morrison.
1: Yeah, I saw that they both had him uh, a few day, like what a day ago, two days ago, and I was like, uh oh.
0: I, I didn't believe he'd be there.
1: I didn't either. I didn't. I thought not, he'd be part of the Jameer Gibbs fall. I, consensus said that he should have
0: been long gone. In that sense, the Bengals are winners. The the Bengals beat consensus. Like I said, they they had the best value pick in the first round based on consensus.
1: So I'm still mad at Dan Campbell though. Biting? Think kneecaps. I could beat him up? No, nah, he bites kneecaps. Dude, I know he's a giant. I could not. Two AM me might be able to. <laughs>
0: that's going to do it for this episode of the lockdown Bengals podcast. Like I said, we're back tomorrow after the third round to break down day two of the draft and what's in store for day three. And we're not stopping. The episodes will keep rolling, even though we normally do not have episodes those days. We'll have you covered after every day of this NFL draft and keep an eye on the YouTube channel where we'll, where we'll have some extra content posted, including my instant reaction earlier with Peter Bukowski when we talked about the selection of Miles Murphy. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. day, and have a good one.